following program contains adult content and strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into Gig Encounters of the Weird Kind. We are now on Chapter 2 called What Happens in Vegas. And honestly... I know that you all heard chapter one with Joel Alpers, but I'm bringing him back because his story for what happened in Vegas, it's hard to beat. I'm definitely going to start this, uh, the second chapter, episode one with J-Rock. Hi, Joel. Hi, Nettie. Good to be back. Thank you so much for sharing your experience in Vegas. Oh, God. I'm just preparing myself for this, even though I've heard this story so many times. It's just one that you will will never forget. So I'm take it away, my friend. Well, you know, this all centers around a gig that we did. I did this gig with you many times over the years. Yes. We had a thing uh, in a band that we were playing with where we played at, at Mandalay Bay, big hotel on the strip there. And we would play there like every other month. And it was a brutal game it's like brutal physically. yeah brutal. we would play i think tuesday through sunday and we would play four sets a night four one hour sets a night uh 9 30 till 2 30 in the morning yeah with like an hour on 20 minutes off right. and it was tough and i in fact i used to as you remember i used to so that's 24 sets and i would count down the sets we would we'd finish the first set on tuesday night <laughs> the last note i'd be like 23 and i would just like <laughs> Everybody, shut up. <laughs> Don't do that. I do remember. I do remember. So, yeah. So we've got there. And, you know, uh, the <clears throat> just the, the the attrition of the gig, you know, because the air was so smoky and dry. And I just yeah. remember, you know, by the time you got to like Thursday or Friday, you were just totally whipped physically from the hours. And my your my my skin would be cracking. And <laughs> Sure, the singers had a hideous time with it. Oh no, we we could barely make yeah. it through it the last cut. Our voices were just cracking, and yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but the you know, so the way to manage that gig was you know to lay low, and uh, we have one perk. We had one perk. This was the perk, and the perk was we had passes for the spa, which was a really really nice spa. Yeah, um, still uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, it, yeah, it, right. So and and it, the spa like had you know. There was a, a great weight room and everything like that. And then you know, the spa had nice pools and and uh, a sauna and a, a steam room. Really great eucalyptus steam room. <laughs> I, I, I can still, they always played, you know, like the new agey music in there. Yeah. I still remember the tunes they played in that room. <laughs> I spent a lot of time there. I once figured, I did the math and it was I'd, something like 140 nights of my life were spent on this Mandalay Bay gig over the year, just something. Oh my like, god, I can't believe you did yeah. the math on or, this. So, anyway, we would, wow. you know, so every day I, you'd kind of stumble through the day and then get a workout at the gym or go to the pool or something. And then, like, I learned over the years that the the way to manage it was to get like a nice steam, you know, sauna steam at like you know five or six o'clock. Yeah, get all the sweat out of your system, get yourself kind of cleansed. Yeah, freshen up. We need ready for some dinner and then, you know, get ready to take on the beast of the night. That's what I did. And uh, I think we all kind of did that. Yeah, it was kind of the move. And usually I uh, would do my my buddy, Justin, Reinhardt, 
uh, one of my oldest and best friends. Uh, and who is the MD of this band? Yeah, he's the keyboard player on the gig. We usually ended up hitting the steam room together and and going to the gym and stuff. And so we were doing that this day. And and uh, <laughs> totally unbeknownst to me, I, I learned this after the fact. I my radar was not up at all. I, <laughs> I guess you know Mandalay Bay and particularly the spa is kind of a notorious gay pickup scene. No problem with that at all. I've more power to everybody who's into that. Correct. Uh, it's all good. And yeah. uh, if that was something I was excited about, I would I would endorse it heartily. I just, Absolutely. Not on my radar at all. I didn't. I, I did not have a clue about that at the time. <laughs> no. It did not enter my frame of reference <laughs> until one day when uh, I was in the. I'd been in the spa and I was going into the steam room and uh, I think I'd been in the pool and. You know, you're not wearing any clothes there. You just have a towel on. And I'm just kind of walking into the steam room. And as I walk past, I, I see this guy. And he's kind of, kind of gives me a look. And again, I just, my, my radar is not the best. I just didn't, I, I, it was a different kind of a look. But I didn't, I didn't really process it as anything. And, uh, but I remember noticing like, huh, that guy gave me a, like a provocative look. Did he? No. He can have, have been looking at me that way. Not at the Mandalay Bay Spa. Just here, I'm getting ready for my gig, so I just didn't have a clue. And uh, and he was kind of a kind of a big, oily Francis Ford Coppola looking dude too. Like, oh no! Like, all bearded. Yeah, he was like kind of a swarthy, oh, no. bearded, pursuit man. You know, like you know, kind of a little like Burt Reynolds in in uh, you know Hooper. <laughs> like the, the hairy chest and the big beard, the Coppola beard. Yeah, wasn't a guy I wanted to look at too long. I believe that our friends, our gay friends, would say that that was a bear. I guess he was a bear. Yeah, he was a uh, bear. Yeah, I'm okay. not a bear. I don't know where I am on the. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, so <laughs> you're, you're, not, you're definitely not a bear. No. No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I go into the steam room and I'm in there with Justin. Justin and I walk into the steam room. Usually, yeah. like we go in there and we and we just kind of like zone out. We, it, and it's kind of a large steam room in there. Like there's a lot of room to spread out. Sometimes there's a few guys in there. Sometimes you might be in there by yourself or yeah. just a couple of you in there. And usually I'd go in there and like Justin would sit at one end and I'd sit at the other end and we'd just like <laughs> sit there in our towels and moss out and meditate. And we'd like to stay in there a while because it was really nice in that stream. The eucalyptus yeah. was the great. The eucalyptus. And you could just feel all the toxins mm. leaching out of your body. Mm -hmm. So I go in there and it's really nice in the steam room. And then it's just the two of us in this room. And then I hear the door open. And I don't, I'm, don't really pay any attention. And then... I kind of opened my eyes and I see it's this guy who had been checking, giving me the look outside. He kind of sits at the far end of the bench where I am. And we'll call and him the bear. Let's the bear. call him the bear. Yeah. yeah, I like that. And whatever. It doesn't bother me. I'm like, okay, there's another guy in the room. <laughs> there's all those people in the room. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, then I hear the shower running. They have a little shower in the steam room and he's up in the, over at the shower. He's, he's taking his towel off now. So he's, he's not wearing anything and he's under the shower. I'm like, okay, whatever. And uh, I don't care. And then he shuts off the shower and now he comes, but instead of sitting where he was before, now he's sitting like much closer on the bench to me. He's, he's moved considerably closer along the bench. And again, I kind of registered it, but it didn't really upset me. And for a second, I was like, should I like this guy 
making a move or something. I was like, no, there's no way. Right. I was like, don't. And even if he is, who, who cares? Just, it doesn't bother me. Like he can do his thing. I'm doing my thing. It's all good. I'm just sitting there in my towel and I might, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to close my eyes like I always do and lean back against the wall and let my sweat take care of the rest of the time. Uh-huh. I'm lying there and, and I, you know, not worried about anything. <laughs> Next thing I know, I feel someone caressing my toes on my foot, <laughs> very kind of gently, but firmly. And I just, I could not believe it. I could not believe that after like, having gone through this, like, nah, you're, you're imagining it. There's no way. Now this guy's just giving my toes a gentle, loving stroke. Oh, <laughs> kind of rubbing the balls of my feet and, and grabbing my big toes and pinching him. And how I, long did this last? <laughs> probably that was probably a good 10 seconds. It oh, felt like longer, but I was so nonplussed by the whole thing. I still had my eyes closed. I was like, you know, and I didn't want to like be uncool or like right. I didn't know what to so <laughs> I say like in a calm, even voice, I just say, dude, what are you doing? And he kind of stops, but he still got his hand on my foot. And I open my eyes and he's giving me this look. Yeah. <laughs> and all I say to him is, those are my toes. <laughs> and he he just kind of scuttled out of the room. He was gone. The whole thing kind of, as quickly as he was there, he had vanished. <laughs> Justin, my buddy, is on the other side of the room. And he's like, he doesn't know anything's happening. He's like, has his eyes closed the whole time. And there's this long pregnant pause in the room. And he says, Joel, what, what just happened? <laughs> I, said, I don't know. I think someone just propositioned me with, by stroking my toes. So, <laughs> it was all fine. You know, I, I, I felt like I came up with the right line at the right time. I didn't yes. escalate the situation, but you know, it became something that followed me for years. The guys in the band would would buy me toe polish and and you know what I didn't know this. Talk about my toes. Oh my god, and, that's funny. You know, like, oh, you got some nice. Like, you know, we'd be at the we'd go to the beach on some gig. Like, oh, those toes. You better keep those toes to yourself. I'm like, oh man. So my toes became a thing. So you know, all I can say is if you're ever if you're if you're looking for some action in the Mandalay Spa. Definitely get a pedicure, get yourself all, all primped and ready to go. And if that's not your bag, maybe, you know, keep your toes tucked under your couch <laughs> when you go into the room. But all's well that ends well. No no harm, no foul. Oh, Mr. Bear. Yeah. Grabbing toes. Oh, toe, toe. <laughs> Thanks for sharing your toe experience. Sure. Oh, I'm so sorry. Still... Still kind of a classic story. And yes, it is, it does follow you for the rest of your life. It will for sure follow I, you. I've got sexy toes. I don't know what to you do. What yes, to you do. You got you it. Got you got to own it. Is that how is that how you got Melissa to yeah, show her your toes? Oh, no, that was a she didn't discover them until, you know. Well, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for your toe story. Thank you. And uh, we're going to. to, uh, I can't wait to hear all the other Vegas tales. Oh, God. I'm. Yeah. What a mess. (laughs) Anyways, thank you all for listening. And thanks, Joel, for coming on and uh, once again entertaining us with your amazing, weird, 
crazy, ridiculous, <laughs> wacky stories. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nettie. Thanks for checking out Gig Encounters of the Weird Kind. Special thanks to my guest, Joel Alpers. Also, thank you to my assistant engineer, Derek Frank. The song that you are listening to is called That's What She Said. You can find it on Derek's new album, 11 Years Later. Download it on iTunes or stream it on Spotify. And for Gig Encounters of the Weird Kind, like, subscribe, and rate on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And tell your friends. You'll be hearing from me. See ya.